0: In the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, 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 happy
1: Wednesday. This portion of the program is brought to you by Parker & Sons Plumbing and Electrical, two-time winner of the Better
2: Business Bureau's Ethics Award. Hey, let's talk about the border. It's still a mess. president has done a terrible job. And in five weeks, this thing is going to get even worse. All right, here's our buddy Alex Stone. He'll explain from ABC News. It's the latest in the ping-pong game between the courts on Title 42. It's been allowed and blocked over and over again. Back in the spring, a federal court said Title 42 was not allowed to end, as the Biden White House was planning to do. Now a different federal judge says it must end because it's illegal and arbitrary. In fact, even the Biden administration has used a Trump-era plan to its benefit to bring down numbers along the border. Now the future of Title 42 isn't clear when it will end or if another Court will get involved. So what we're expecting is Title 42 will end in uh, four or five weeks. Here's what Title 42 does. Chad, correct my math on this if I'm incorrect.
1: By the way, I love that. It's going to end in four <laughs> or five weeks, but it ended a while back. But then we started picking and choosing who had to stay places. So it's kind of it's it's so bizarre.
2: I know. I know. So Title 42, it means you can turn migrants away in as less as 15 minutes. Yes. Okay. It's uh, if you don't have Title 42 in place right now, uh, removals under like standard immigration law, which require more procedures and paperwork, it can take, you know, often an hour and a half. But the procedure and the steps for Title 42, it, it bypasses a bunch of that stuff. So Title 42 is something that we've had, what, since COVID?
1: Right, Yeah, that was the whole point. We put The reason we put it there. We can't tell everybody you got to stay indoors, but everybody can come over here
2: willy nilly. Yeah. So it was, a pl- it was put in by Trump and the CDC, I believe. Yeah. And basically what it was is, hey, we're in a pandemic and we're going to turn people around. They can't come into this country. Why? Because we don't want you spreading the disease. We've got enough disease here and we don't want you bringing the virus in. So it all sounded, you know, pretty good. What happens if you remove Title 42? Because as we've talked about before we we're, we're, Are we in a pandemic? I don't know. I'm not. I haven't thought about COVID in months. Uh, and, and I think many of you, you, we've all moved on. We're back at the movies. Uh, you know, we're, we're going to see concerts, all that kind of stuff. I know it's still around, but it doesn't feel like we're in a pandemic anymore. Certainly we're not staying home. You know, so so why do we so so Title 42 should go away. The problem is. It'll make the problem. It'll make the issues at the border worse. Which it's almost like a just, nightmare. We're just holding on to Title 42 saying, hey, this is kind of all we got to fight uh, uh, migrants coming over. We've got to keep it because if we get rid of it, even though it's a covid thing, more people are going to pour through. I don't know how many more people can pour through. Chad. Well,
1: what are we what are they saying? They're uh, 2000 gotaways a day. Another two two uh, hundred and seventy something whatever it was last month. Uh, you, you, I mean, We're at a point now, it's like he's trying to figure out a way to not secure the border, but kind of do it based on some laws that the last guy did so they can blame everything on the last guy. Right. All the while realizing, hey, we had to get rid of the guy that was running the border the other day. Uh, we asked for his resignation. He wouldn't give it to us. So we finally fired him. For what? Was he not allowing enough in? Or was he not trying to stop?
2: Were you giving him orders to stop somebody, and he wasn't? So if you take Title Forty Two away, you got nothing. What do you get, nothing? So what do you do in four or five weeks? Because
1: we've talked to uh, we talked to Brandon Judd, right? Uh, the, the, the guy patrol. that runs the uh, board, the head of the Border Patrol. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to their union, and what did he say? Wait till this happens, because you
2: think this is bad, could be five times worse. Some days. <sighs> I, I don't know i you would think that in five weeks the administration would try and figure something out and make it better, obviously that's not going to happen. on it well, you can't trust anybody on that uh who's a Democrat. they're just not going to get it done let me do let me raise one thing about title forty two which was there's one thing i didn't like about title forty two um because we talked to border patrol officials, and they told us that because of this title forty two migrants can cross a, 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 multiple times. And get sent back. Mm-hmm. Okay. So since the pandemic began, repeat crossings jumped. We're talking like from single digits to double digits. Because there wasn't any real punishment for right. like, some of these other things. We can turn them around, send them back, but they can come. They right, boomerang. They boomerang. And that's the one thing that's not good about Title 42. So it's not unheard of. Honestly, for people to make as many as 30 attempts at crossing in the span of a week, because we just we're turning them around. They're coming right back over. So that's the downside. Like, I see you tomorrow. Title 42. Right. Yeah. Right. But now. But again, what are we just going to let them in with title? Now, if title 42 goes away in four or five weeks, just going to let them in. They don't have the boomerang. We're just going to let them in. When, I guess. Gonna, I guess. Right. You know, figure
1: something out. And, you know, I know that right now they're trying to codify, you know, gay marriage uh, and they're also trying to get something done with dreamers. Hey, you know what? How about some comprehensive immigration reform? If we're going to do it, let's do it. This is insane. Why don't think, you take
2: the dreamers? OK, and you take some sort of comprehensive immigration form and you have the Democrats who, you know, and some Republicans like to see the dreamers become absolutely. citizens. I get that. Uh but but the Republicans are like border security, border security, border security. The Democrats are like, eh, I'm really not interested. Why don't you make a deal, dreamers and border security? Which is How what Trump tried to do. Remember, he, he did, yeah, he did. How about that? How about you guys make a deal? Let's make the dreamers give them citizenship. Give them a pathway to citizenship, show them all the things that they need to do, help them get there,
1: whatever it is, and at the same time say, look, we're not going to allow this to happen. We said this after Reagan. Reagan's like, this is not going to happen again. And lo and behold, nobody ever did anything. And that's the thing. I don't trust if they say, okay, we got comprehensive reform. We're going to give these people here the pathway to citizenship, and then we're going to go out and fulfill the things that we promised. Because that, to me, feels like, yeah, you're going to say it, but it's never going to get done.
2: Think about the dreamers. OK, who came here with their parents. They were two years old. They were three years old. Their parents brought them to the United States. I want you now to think about the next generation of dreamers that Joe Biden has created. Imagine the the millions of people that have come over the border in the last couple of years. They're the new generation. Yeah, of we're dreamers. building new dreamers after yes. dreamers. Yes. And we don't know what to do with the first of, we, with, we, with the first people. Oddly who enough,
1: for just like you can live here and you go to school and you can go to college and you can do all these things, but you can't really be a citizen. And you're
2: it. It's a mess. Fix the problem. It's not that hard. Or don't even fix it. Make it better. Just make it a little bit better. Show an effort. Right?
1: Yeah. Show some effort. And for all of you out there, it's like we just can't allow you. Millions of people in here. I've got news for you. Uh, we've got a lot of jobs that need filled, but I'm going to tell you this right now. We aren't reproducing. The average age in 1970 was like 20.8. It's like 40-something now. You know what that means? As more people retire, who's going to take care of them? Because you're supposed to have 12-to-1 ratio for retirement, people working, and there's one person retired 12 people. We're getting to the point where where it's going to be really, really bad. So we better figure this thing out sooner rather than later. The clowns? Who are, who, how did you guys get these jobs and not do anything? I don't know. I don't know. Bunch of clowns. It's
2: uh, not this hard. Coming up in the 4 o'clock hour, we're going to tell you uh, about some Yuma citizens. Because we've talked to the mayor of Yuma many times. Doug Nichols! Around, about the border, absolutely. That's his name, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. We screwed it up a lot. We, we screwed it up a lot. It's a very simple name. We like to screw it up. I, I don't ask us why. Um, I forgot what I was saying. Oh, there are citizens in Yuma... They're worried. In five weeks, when Title 42 goes away, they're they're uh, they're hiring armed guards to be at their house. Think about you. You live in Gilbert, right? Let's say Gilbert was right on the border. Can you imagine? Just example. No, I, I get it. Can you imagine that you have to go out and you've got to hire some type of security to stand outside of your house with a gun, so no one breaks in, so no one, you know, the increase of mass of people is right. going to be. Huge it is. All right. That's coming up uh, a little bit uh, later. Plus, we got former Arizona Governor Jan Brewer who called us today. She is furious about yeah. the midterms, and we're just going to unleash Brewer on you at four o'clock. All right. Stand by for that. More coming up. The Gatos and Chad show. The
3: Gatos Big Q poll question. Brought to you by your Valley Toyota Dealers.
2: All right, head over to KTAR.com. Here is the Gato's Q, right side of the page. It happened last night. I don't know how many people saw it or cared. Donald Trump is running for president again. He made the big decision. He made the big announcement. What is your reaction, I ask? A, uh, didn't all the candidates he endorsed just lose in the midterms? <laughs> Uh B, he will make America great again. C, can't wait for the next insurrection. B, uh, what is it, D? Yeah. I sound like Joe Biden. D. Still better than Sleepy Joe. <laughs> uh, let's see. The number one answer. There's a lot there. Uh, 59%. Didn't he? Uh, all of his endorsed candidates lose in the uh, midterm. He was trying to tell everybody that all of them mostly won. Uh, and he only lost which, a couple.
1: Which, by the way, yeah. Out he, of mm-hmm. he the 300, a vast majority of them won. Mm-hmm. The thing is, though, all that matters is, did you flip seats? You did not flip any seats that you needed to. And the people that you backed, they got
2: boat raced. All the, the big ones. Yeah. All the big races yeah. Trump lost. You
1: you're going out and endorsing a person who is in an entirely red district no. who maybe even running unopposed is not the same as getting behind Kerry Lake or Blake Masters or
2: the you know, Mastriano, the crazy guy in, in, in an Oz yeah, endorsing the head of uh, who's going to win the head of cafeteria in in Kansas doesn't yeah. count. Yeah, no doubt. So so I don't. I just don't think. I don't. I don't think Republicans are very excited. No, about No, and
1: and the other thing he, he got last week, he got one of his big money guys said it's time to turn the page. Uh, and today he got the other big 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 money guy from BlackRock says, yeah, I'm done with him. We're not. I'm not giving a penny. And these are billionaires.
2: Um, yeah, it's. See, here's what I worry about. I worry that if Trump runs, Biden's going to run like, OK, so Trump is running. Does that mean Biden is going to run? Because that that's the worst Trump's case goes running. I know. But it's the worst case scenario for America. We don't need those two men in politics anymore. No, we need to wash our hands of Donald Trump. We need to wash our hands of Joe Biden. Joe Biden's going to be 80 Sunday. And what is Donald 78? Yeah. And he was just. You know, on and on about stuff, and I'm like, I don't even know what he's talking about.
1: And then last night, what was hilarious, all the major things were like five minutes, and
2: I'm like, yeah, we're moving on. Like the TV? St- yeah. They yeah. got other stuff going on. We got another thing of Shark Tank over here to watch. By the way, why, Tank. why would you do this two years in advance? Why would you do it two Some years- people
1: are saying to stave off. Okay, I'm gonna run
2: some by you. Okay. Stave off The
1: potential indictment or make him uh, somebody who, if he is indicted in some way, shape or form, money will pour in. He'll be seen as something and keep himself relevant again. Ego. If I'm him, would you make this deal? Joe comes to you and says, Biden, don't run for office. Be a kingminger if you want to Uh, play golf all day. Hang out with your hot wife. And do whatever, you know, in your ginormously, freakishly large son, and (laughs) we'll get everybody off your back and you never have to worry about being prosecuted. We'll
2: just make it all go away. But his ego can't let it. But that's a deal that most people go, oh, I could do that. You won't get in any trouble. All the lawsuits will go away. all of them gone. You just have to see I'll tell you why Joe Biden wouldn't do it. They want him to run for president. if you're of a Democrat, if you're a Democrat, why would you give Trump that deal? Trump can't win an election but you know what's funny is on one election, and that's it, the pushing, and it was a big one now, don't get me wrong, but the pushing
1: him up. That they did with a lot of these candidates, that's not going to work a second time.
2: I don't think they want to. I don't think the Democrats want to get rid of Trump. Trump is an anchor on the Republican Party. Just look at the midterms. So if you're Democrats out there, you you don't want Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis is going to eat Joe Biden's jello. Fine with me. I'd say lunch, but I don't really think he's. First, he's got. First, he's got to go after Trump. I don't. I think. Well, he kind of went after him yesterday. Good. Good. You know, we it, need it's, somebody new. Yeah, and I'm, we'll, it, well, anybody, I think, you know, all, all the ones that are throwing out
1: there. And again, who, we don't even know who's going to jump out there in right. the next several months. That's going to go. I'm going to have an exploratory uh, commission to look at stuff because uh, that's what they do uh, that you might not. Because a lot of times people announce and they're they're hot for a moment. But I think uh, I think Ron's going to play it cool and let Trump burn himself out. I think right. Yunkin and a lot of these other people are going to let him burn themselves out and then go from there.
2: I think, uh, listen, Trump still has a lot of followers. I'm not saying that he doesn't. But I think most of the Republican Party, they don't want this guy. No. All right. Coming up next, we're going to hold up the headlines. Oh, that's good of us. Becky Lane is going to read the news. Uh, we're going to interrupt, react to the day's top stories. we got a little snark a little in there, little snark. Too. You just heard the snark right there. There was snark right there. Holding up the headlines next. Arizona's news station. News station. KTAR, on air, 92.3 FM, online at KTAR.com, and streaming live on the KTAR News app. Your breaking news and traffic, now. It's 3.30. And you know what that means. Snark! Time for us to hold up the headlines. Yes, a little snark. Yes, a little reaction. With those headlines, here she is. Miss Becky Lynn.
3: Well, new this afternoon, we've learned some new details in a situation near 7th Avenue and Northern where Phoenix police say two adults and three kids were found dead inside a house with obvious signs of trauma. They're looking into a propane tank that was found at the residence. There are no outstanding suspects. This investigation is going to continue you throughout the day and we will be bringing you more details as we get them
2: holding up the headlines becky lynn reads the news while gatos and chad interrupt and react to the day's top stories a whole family died two Adults and three kids. Well, we don't know for okay. sure. It's a
3: family, but
1: it still sure weird sounds like it. it's
2: like there's trauma, but there's also a
1: propane. Mm-hmm. So I don't get that. That's, doesn't that sounds suspicious? Yeah, it sounds odd. Like
2: so, is the the, the propane do it? Does it it's you know was it? Are you thinking like this family? Someone attacked them, and then someone tried to blow the house up, or tried to cover up their tracks, or something like that? I guess it's well, a it says There
3: are no outstanding suspects. So somehow they know that.
2: Oh, three kids dead. Good
3: God. Yeah, it's, it's a bad situation. Yeah, Because
2: I was listening earlier. They, they said that like uh, that the gas company was out there. and yeah. They were trying to figure out if there was a leak. Because when I hear the propane, the I can't, first
1: thing came to mind, somebody tried to cover their tracks.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, we'll keep listening because yeah. this is just a tragic story. You're two adults and three kids are, are dead. Seventh Avenue and what? Northern. Oh, gosh. Uh, we're holding up the headlines. Arizona Votes.
3: New this hour, the razor-thin race for Arizona Attorney General is tightening even more. Right now, Democrat Chris Mays leads Republican Abe Hamaday by just over 700 votes. Huh. Another race still clu- uh, too close to call, although with a wider margin between the two candidates, is the race for superintendent of public instruction. Tom Horn, the Republican, is the leading Democrat. Kathy Hoffman, by more than 8,600 votes. Both of these races currently stand within the recount margin of less than half a percent.
1: Wow. That is uh, those are ones that obviously going to be going straight to a recount eventually. But when we're talking 700 votes, think about this. You're going to have how many votes when all is said and done here and the margin is going to be Potentially a few hundred votes? That is insane.
2: That is insane. 700 votes. I'm trying to see, uh, let's see, uh, Abe Hamaday. Hamaday, 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 Hamaday. He almost has as many votes as Kerry Lake.
1: Nobody has my Kimberly Yee. Kimberly, Kimberly Yee! You, girl, you know what I'm saying? You got them all!
2: Kimberly Yee was amazing. State treasurer, uh, Republican, she won. She's apparently your favorite. She boat raced uh, everybody. I, I, think, I think Horn beating uh, Hoffman... I think that you had voters blame Hoffman for the masks on kids, which isn't fair, was not her decision. Uh, but again, we're just talking you know, people, people people
1: want answers and they want somebody, if, especially in government, if you do something wrong
2: or the perceive is somebody needs to pay the price for it. Right. And it might be Hoffman paying the price for a lot of parents did not want their child in a mask. Uh, and did they blame her? It kind of looks like that. That's at least what I have to, my opinion. We're holding up the headlines.
3: Well, now that nearly all the ballots have been counted, we move our attention to certifying the election results. Counties have until November 28th to report their election results to the Arizona Secretary of State. The office's Allie Bones explains Our office then has until December 5th to compile that into
0: the statewide canvas."
3: Secretary Katie Hobbs, along with the Governor, Attorney General, and Chief Justice of the Arizona Supreme Court will then sign up on the results. If any racist trick a
0: recount, that process will start right after. The counties will then program their equipment to only tabulate results for the races in which there is a recount.
3: We should have the final results by Christmas. Griselle, the Satino KTAR News. Well,
2: they're going to recount the May's uh, Abe Froman uh, vote. There's yeah. no doubt about it. That'll be recounted because it's 700 votes. Horn uh, and, and and Hoffman, I don't, I don't know what the percentage necessarily is. It's got to be, what, 0.5% for a recount? Yeah.
1: Um, the, the, no, zero point one percent. Five percent was the zero point one. Yeah. So so it's I. They're probably both of them are going to end up being a recap,
2: and that's fine because you know let, let's make sure that we get it right. Half a percent. Half a percent. So uh,
1: get it right. You know. Yeah. And and the other thing is by getting it right and doing this thoroughly, you also bring back a little belief that okay, you double checked, triple checked which is what you have to do for some people. Holding up the headlines.
3: One local political analyst says the Arizona GOP has to get its party in order ahead of the next election. Chuck Coughlin previously worked with Republicans like late Senator John McCain and tells Arizona's Morning News the party is changing and becoming split up.
1: We saw Kelly Ward, you know,
2: nominally endorse some candidates for higher office, the chairman of the Republican Party. That's not the role of the party.
3: And he says that doesn't look good for their future. Adding, who? Republicans nominate for races is the key factor.
2: I mean, look at who the Republicans put up. Yeah. I mean, you put up four MAGA candidates and all four might lose. And I, I just don't you don't understand Arizona. You know what we are? We're Mavericks. Boy, who does that remind me of? There well, was a guy. Right. John McCain. You can I'm not saying that flippantly. I really believe Arizona is really an interesting place to live. We don't like to be told what to do. No. We don't like we to have be told. a little
1: bit of that Wild West. In us. We
2: do. We do. And so, you know what? How many people are turning to the other, the independents? Why are we all becoming independents? Because we don't like either party. You're going to
1: have to adapt or die. It's like business. And you know what? I saw Josh Hawley, one of the big Republicans today, said nobody voted for us because we couldn't expand our tent. We couldn't get people, especially independents, want nothing to do with us. We better figure it out. Well, you better figure it out right now.
2: Yeah. And if I'm if I'm the Republicans in Arizona, I immediately put Karen Taylor Robeson in charge of the party and make her the chair because you know what? I think she'll end up helping uh, candidates win elections. Unlike Kelly Ward, who's never done that. All in seven. And she's lost all her own races too. She tried to go for Senate, she got crushed twice. I wonder what Jan thinks about her. We're going to talk to Brewer who is she's we talked to her on the phone earlier really yeah. today. She's furious about the Republican Party in Arizona. That's at 4. whole up the headlines.
3: Congress could soon cement marriage equality into federal law. Today Arizona's senior senator Kirsten Cinema introduced her bipartisan respect for marriage bill on the Senate floor. We made certain our language respected religious liberty and we were careful to ensure that ensuring up some rights. We did not infringe upon others. The bill was pushed forward to a full vote on the Senate floor. Senator Cinema is the first openly bisexual senator in Congress.
1: Uh, first of all, listen to what you said. We don't want to infringe on your rights and your beliefs as a religion. And, and it, that right there says a lot. Understand that. You know, the the way that they're doing this, the codifying of this is because they saw what happened with Roe v. Wade, and they want to get in front of this. And I think this also has to do with interracial marriage as well. Uh, they But the way that she put it out there, again, shows you she's trying to expand the tent. It's not going to make everybody happy, but this is the world we live in. And in a world that I share things that I don't believe with certain people, guess what? I got to have give and take. And we better find politicians that understand. I don't get along 100% with my wife with every single thing, but I know there's give and take. Otherwise, it don't work as a relationship.
2: Hold up the headlines.
3: Arizona executed its third death row inmate this year. Today, KTAR's Colton Krolak was a media witness and has more details.
1: Murray Hooper was led into the execution room at 9.34 this morning. He was laughing as doctors attempted to find veins to place the IVs. After some time, the medical staff was able to attach the IVs in Hooper's femoral artery and arm. After the death warrant was read, Hooper was asked if he had any last words. He said, it's all been said. Let it be done. To all my lawyers and loved ones, don't be sad for me. Don't say goodbye. Say see you later. Asked if he had anything else to say, he said, that's it, let's go. The drugs were administered at 10.22. He smiled and waved goodbye to the audience. Shortly after, his mouth began to shake and then dropped open as he was sedated. Ten minutes later, he was pronounced dead. KTAR has learned that Hooper's last meal was KFC chicken, macaroni and cheese, Neapolitan ice cream and cheesecake. Colton Krolak,
2: KTAR News. That's a good decision there. That's a pretty good dinner. Yeah, I don't think we should give them their last. Uh, you know, I meal. thought about that too. I don't, I don't think we should do that. I'm dead serious. What have you done to deserve a last meal? I, I, I killed I about, three people.
1: Yeah, this isn't like in the old days nah. where you're like, yeah, you're probably not
2: guilty, but we're going to give you a last meal. It's the least we can do. Why do we want to give you something for you to enjoy? I don't think you deserve it. Uh, the guy robbed, uh, gagged, and shot three people in the head.
1: And he's been on death row since 1982. He He, almost died of old age.
2: Yeah, he can rot for all I care. I I just, that does make me upset that he does get a last meal. Maybe that's petty of me, but that's how I roll. That's it for holding up the headlines every day at 3.30. We interrupt Becky Lynn's newscast, have a little fun with our reaction to the top stories. Hey, up next, undocumented students in Arizona. They will be granted in-state tuition. We're going to talk to an ASU student who will benefit from Prop 308 next. Arizona's news station. KTAR News 92.3 FM.
0: A mashup of news, information, and entertainment. The Gatos and Chad show, 2 till 6.
2: Hey, we've been talking a lot about Prop 308. Undocumented students in Arizona will now be granted in-state tuition. Well, on the line is an ASU student who's going to benefit from the passing of Prop 308. Valeria Garcia joins us. Hey Valeria, how are you today?
0: I'm good. How's everybody doing?
2: We're doing great. So you're a junior at ASU. You know, this is a fascinating prop that a lot of people looked at and obviously voted. You're going to get in-state tuition. How does something like this change your life?
0: Well, it is life-changing, especially for students who are in high school right now and they're seniors and they're looking into college and they had to go. Well, now they don't have to go through the same process that I had to. It's going to be so much easier for them because all these students want to do is just get an education.
1: What was the process you had to go through?
0: Yeah, so um, so I don't have in-state tuition, and I wasn't able to get state-funded scholarships. I'm not eligible for FAFSA. And just the scholarship opportunities are very limited for me. So that was very difficult. Also, um, when I was applying to colleges, um, a lot of them confused me for an international student. And it was just very difficult trying to navigate um, higher education. I had to explain to them my situation. I had been living here in the United States since I was four years old, and that I'm not an international student.
2: So, Valeria, you came to the United States when you were four. Your parents brought you here. Yes. And from where?
0: I was born in Aguascalientes, Mexico.
2: Okay. So, when you were a freshman, let's say at ASU, how difficult was it to pay for college, knowing you weren't getting in-state tuition?
0: So, I was very fortunate um, to get a scholarship that paid my full tuition. But the difference, I would say, is about $6,000. Um, U.S. citizens pay about 11000 And students like myself pay 17000 which, like high school me, I knew that my parents weren't going to be able to contribute to my education. My dad works in construction, and my mom sells burritos to construction workers. And, you know, they can barely make ends meet. So I kind of had to take matters into my own hands and find all the opportunities that I was able to, because... I myself wasn't able to pay for that, as well as my parents.
1: Talking to Valeria Garcia, who is somebody who's going to be able to benefit from the new Prop 308, the passage of that, what do you say to the people out there who are like, wait a minute, like, my son lives in San Diego, he's not going to get this if he wanted to go ASU, and a lot of people out there bring that up, that it feels like, uh, you know, that some people are being passed over. What do you say to those people?
0: I would say a lot of them are really misinformed. They do think that we're just giving NC tuition to everybody, but there is a lot elect- eligibility and requirements that you need for to be able to be eligible for, for Prop 308 for state tuition, like a student has to have attended an Arizona high school for at least two years and have graduated from an Arizona high school. And this target dreamers here, like Arizona dreamers who have been living here their whole lives, like myself, my home is Arizona. I've, lived, I've been living here for years.
2: Yeah. Uh, you've been living here since you were four, right? Yes. Yeah. So do you have friends who are going to benefit from the passing of Prop 308?
0: I do. I have a lot of friends that I basically kept them in mind. I think, like, throughout the journey of popular weight, it was very difficult to do it for myself just because of how mentally draining it was. Um, But I kept them in my in my mind and my heart. Also, my brother just graduated in May and um, many community colleges actually wanted him to play soccer for them. But just at the community college level, the rate uh, is 300 percent for undocumented students. Hmm. So he wasn't able to cover that. So he's going to be able to benefit from that.
2: So how many people do you know that if Prop 308 hadn't passed, they're dropping out of school because they can't pay?
0: For example, my brother, I know him personally, and I tried to help him with scholarships, but he wasn't competitive enough. He had He was a 2.6 student, so there wasn't many opportunities for him. Also, because he's undocumented as well. Um, So he wasn't able to pursue higher education.
1: Hey, Valeria, what are you studying uh, when it comes to, you know, uh, ASU? And and how are you going to put it to uh, use here in in Arizona?
0: Uh, So I'm double majoring in political science and transborder studies, and I'm working to get my certificate in civic education. Um, I also want to get my master's degree, so (laughs) the situation is going to really benefit me. Um, Either that or I think I'm going uh, going to law school as well.
2: Wait, did you say transborder studies? Yes. What is that?
0: Um, So it's kind of just like the studies specifically at the border. Well, my major specifically focuses at the border of um, the United States and Mexico.
2: Valeria Garcia uh, is a junior at ASU and will now pay in-state tuition uh, to go to Arizona State. Uh, Continued success. Thank you for joining us, Valeria. appreciate your time.
0: Thank you. You guys too.
2: That's one of the big things also that took place during our election. Prop 308. That never would have been voted through 10, 15 years ago in Arizona. Coming up next, little midterm mayhem. Former Arizona Governor Jan Brewer has a personal message for Arizona GOP chair, the disaster herself, Kelly Ward. That should be interesting. Next.